0: Hello everyone. We are two weeks out from first training camp practice here on Thursday. I'll be there Thursday, Friday, and going forward two weeks from now. Um, Today is Kenny Pickett day though. I am Matt Williamson. Probably should have told you that. Maybe new. Um, Pro Football Focus put out a small profile on Pickett. So I'm going to talk about that in the first half. And then I found some other numbers to kind of expand on Pickett's analysis. And let's just dig right in. So this article starts out, you know, Pickett's first NFL action came in week four when then starter Mitch Trubisky was benched at halftime. The team never looked back, starting Pickett every single game over the rest of the season, save for one when he was sidelined due to injury. You guys know all that. The season was a mixed bag of results, but your typical rookie movements followed by some moments, I'm sorry, your typical rookie moments followed by some moments that have Steelers fans excited for the future. There were some early growing pains, but he clearly began to pick it up in the second half of the season. With some eye-popping numbers. And I've told you about these before, but still, weeks four through 11, starter time through 11, most of the time we break this down in first half of season, second half of the season, you know, and I guess you can make these work however you want. But still, 12 through 18, verse four through 11 is night and day. I mean, their are passing grade they give. He was 31st in the league weeks four through 11. Pickett was first in the league from 12 to 18, 88.9 passing grade. His big-time throw percentage was 27th for the first group, second for the weeks 12 through 18. Turnover-worthy play, he was 25th in the league. It went all the way up to first. Only 1.1 of his passes were deemed turnover-worthy. So he was second in big-time throw rate, First in turnover worthy play and first in passing grades from week 12 all the way through 18 last year. It's pretty darn impressive no matter which way you cut it. I'm implying he was the best quarterback in the league at that point. And, you know, again, I have mixed feelings about pro football Focus's grades, but still, that's pretty darn strong. So, they have a, a section called the good, the bad, and what to think about going forward. So, The good was coming out of college, one of Pickett's calling cards was his natural ability to make plays after the play had broken down. And that carried over his rookie season. That's something I brought up to you guys a lot, but I've never seen these numbers until today. Under pressure for the whole year, this isn't just the good weeks at the end, you know, the second half of his starting stint for the whole year. Under pressure, he was third out of 44 qualifying quarterbacks. And this is all the quarterbacks that drop back 50 times or more. So there's 44 of those. He was third. Outside the pocket, third. Against the Blitz, 18th. But that's still in the top half. Third and fourth downs, 12th. So really good numbers. Under pressure, outside the pocket, against the Blitz, third and fourth downs as a whole. After week four, Pickett's grade on scramble drills was at 91.2, the highest of any quarterback in the NFL during that time. The play was never over in his mind, and he did a great job keeping his eyes up, always looking for his receivers. That adds up. And the thing they don't mention here is I think he's tremendous eluding pressure. Um, Another one of Pickett's strengths coming out of college was his accuracy of knowing how to throw receivers open in tight window situations. And this was another strength that translated well to the NFL game. Now, there's some bad, of course. He's a rookie. I mean, there's always be bad. Wasn't all roses for Pickett, but there were some obvious struggles. One of his biggest strengths in college was his ability to never let a play die. But in the NFL, sometimes it's better just to take the layups. I agree with that. You know, there's there's some home run ball there still. Dump it off. Get it out of your hands. He has consistent problem moving too quickly and scrambling from clean pockets instead of just taking what the defense gives him. I agree with that, too. There were times where he perceived pressure or moved his feet when he doesn't need to. That can be hard on offensive linemen, too. They don't know what you're doing back there. You can move into pressure at times. So, they cite a couple plays, and I obviously can't translate that to you, but you know, he mentions – they just show a couple examples of not – tossing it underneath or leaving a clean pocket and, you know, leaving a clean pocket before the play develops, you know, here, the offensive line has a five man pressure. He has plenty of time to stay in the pocket work through his progressions. Instead, he scrambles, misses two open receivers because he didn't see them because he's not keeping his eyes downfield in this case. And then he did find an open man, but there was a better play there to be had. That was drawn up. He made a play, but in this instance, you know, he didn't do it as it was drawn up. So, they think he really needs to speed up his – well, they need they need to improve his processing speed and anticipation. I agree with that. And here's some things to back it up. So, his final season at Pitt, his 3.2 second average time to throw was 10th highest in all of college football. That was a huge concern for me, Pickett, coming out of school. I don't remember if I was doing podcasts at that point or not. When they, I don't think I was. When I was drafting – when Pickett was a prospect – he was very fortunate to pit that he could hold the ball for 3.2 seconds on average before releasing it. And that's not going to work. And they mentioned here in the NFL, he averaged 3.0 seconds from week four to 18, which is still pretty long. And there is some of that, you know, out of script stuff. You know, for example, Ben was at like 2.3 and he led the league. Him and Brady have been low, low twos, you know, to put it in some perspective. Um, shows some lack of anticipation and missed opportunities. And, you know, he he moves off his concepts a little too early, scrambles and has to throw it away. So, hey, I'm not the biggest Matt Canada fan in the world, but there were times where the plays designed, he either moves unnecessarily or, you know, doesn't see it, you know, rookie stuff, you know, or holds the ball too long, that type of thing. Um, They mentioned, and you probably remember this play, the the game-winning touchdown play against the Ravens perfectly sums, sums up the Kenny Pickett experience. He takes a snap, instantly drifts left, giving his left tackle no chance to block for him. Had he stayed in the pocket, he would have seen both outside wide receivers win on their routes, creating a much easier throw. Instead, he had to scramble and make an incredible throw into a really tight window for a touchdown. It all worked out, but it could have been easier (laughs) is really the point. And that's rookie stuff, you know, I mean, and he'll get better at that. I got no doubt about that. So, for their outlook for him, you know, the Steelers enter with a similar group of offensive skill guys. They added Salamalu and Broderick Jones. Uh, And what they say here is if Pickett and the Steelers offense want to make the jump, it will come down to him playing with more anticipation in the pocket. We know he's good outside the pocket, but anticipation from within the pocket he clearly has a good rapport with his receivers. Now he needs to, it's about trusting that line and given the time he throws to make throws on schedule. We know he can be good when the play breaks down. He just needs to take and make the layups given to him instead of constantly relying on playing hero ball. Pretty well said, you know, a lot of things I've been mentioning about Kenny for the last year or so, or since the season ended you guys and some of these numbers back it up. There are some examples on there that back it up. So quick break and then i got some more picket numbers to chat about here when we return all right I don't know where I got these. I just accumulate stuff to tell you guys, you know, from over the web, but Pickett's scoring position performance can only improve after he logged a league worst 39% red zone completion rate. I think I've told you that before. I mean, throwing passes from the red zone and he doesn't have a a huge number there to, you know, to, to defend him a little. His sample size is a little small, but still, 39% 39% completion percentage from the red zone league worst. And he also, I didn't know this until just now either. He took six red zone sacks and that was the league high. So, you know, it, these things need to help, you know, need to change. You know, obviously we know the red zone has been an issue. Um, here are some other Pickett numbers. He, and this is a fantasy nugget, but it translates. Pickett has the rushing potential to be a fantasy starting quarterback. His 2.2 scrambles per game ranked 7th for quarterbacks. It's a fair amount. You know, scrambles, again, are not designed runs. Play breaks down, scramble, kind of stuff we were talking about in the first half of the podcast. And he found success passing in some specific situations. His 2.9 turnover-worthy plays rate when pressured was the second lowest among quarterbacks. So not only was his turnover-worthy play rate low overall, but it was also very, very good when pressured, which is a great sign. I mean, it's a great sign. But usually people panic, throw the ball for grabs, you know, or let the ball hang out, you know, that type of thing. And his big-time throw rate against man coverage was fourth among quarterbacks last year. Also a good sign. I mean, understanding man coverage at this level. And so – yeah, I'm going to skip that part. They're talking about, well, he's only 25 years old, so maybe he won't make a second year leap like other quarterbacks. I don't really buy that. So here's a couple other nuggets, and then we'll wrap this up. Is Pickett experienced some up and downs rookie season? Sure, he had 389 passing attempts for 200 over a little over 2,400 yards, seven touchdowns, 11 interceptions. You know that underwhelming, and his 6.2 yards per attempt was 32 out of 33 qualifiers, behind only Kyler Murray. Fantasy points per drop back. Now, fantasy translates quite a bit, but they were dead last. In terms of every time he dropped back, he was the least productive fantasy quarterback in the league last year. The advanced metrics were a little better, but and he ended up 23rd in EPA per play, um, passing above expected, completion percentage above expected, and adjusted completion percentage. So, those are a little better. I found this interesting, though. We know that Steelers revamped their offensive line, but he, you know, they mentioned here his pass protection was not necessarily what held Pickett back. The Steelers finished middle of the pack in terms of pressure rate allowed, 15th. But when we adjust for the pass rushers' opponents, they were a top seven unit. So what that means, folks, is okay, they allowed the 15th most pressure per snap percentage in the league last year. And again, I don't know who's sitting there going, that's a pressure. Eh, that's not a pressure. Maybe that's a pressure, but close enough. But if you adjust for how good the pass rushing defenses they faced were, that goes all the way up to seventh. So big, you know, impressive. He was also the fifth longest time to throw. We talked about that earlier. Um, just just under 45% of Pickett's yardage came after the catch. That's ninth lowest in the league. That's eleven. But he was eleventh in high accuracy throw percentage. A successful sophomore season for Pickett would likely include an increased emphasis on the deep ball. He ranked fifth in deep ball accuracy, while his four point four turnover worthy throw percentage on deep balls was seventh best. However, he got very unlucky unlucky on deep balls. Five of his interceptions came on throws twenty or yard or twenty yards or more downfield. So, that doesn't quite add up, right? You know, he threw five interceptions on, we'll call deep balls, 20 or more yards downfield. But they say his turnover-worthy throw percentage was seventh best in the league. Because some of them were Hail Marys. One of them clanked off Claypool's hands. You know, they don't give Pickett, they don't hold it against him with their turnover-worthy throw metric, which I think is really good. If he makes the right throw and something bad happens because his receivers underplay it or it's a Hail Mary, things of that nature. So a lot more picket stuff there. I'm excited for him next year. I do think the Steelers have their quarterback and he's going to be a top 15 type starter for his career. And that doesn't sound great, but I mean... I think he's almost over that hurdle now and there there's upside to be higher than the top 15 quarterback but I I would bet everything I have that at worst he's going to be in the top half of the league in starters and I expect a big jump this year. So fun stuff as I mentioned camp starts 2 weeks from now. Have all kinds of reports from Latrobe over and out.